0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop, giving you another little insight into not only my way of thinking, but my philosophy, my way of doing life. A lot of the stuff that I talk about here, of course, you'll find in my books. And I think I mentioned this before on a previous episode. A lot of times people are asking me questions and this stuff is in another book. Like it's in there. It helps me a lot when you've read the books because then I know what you're bumping up against and what you're dealing with. And I can speak to something specifically. So get your arse to the fucking bookstore and buy the books. All right. This is a subject that I put up on one of the social media channels. I think it was, I put it up first on Twitter. I'll sometimes do that. I just throw stuff up there. I don't really spend a lot of time on Twitter, by the way. You can find me on there, but I don't spend a lot of time on it. But I do do post up there. I'll throw something up there. Most of the time, you'll find me scooting around on Facebook and, and Instagram. But the statement was, made its way from Twitter to Instagram. And what I was saying was, For the sake of your own peace of mind, let that shit go. Just let it go. And, you know, obviously people are pretty enthusiastic about the idea of being able to let stuff go. But I don't think many people really know how to do it. When most people are saying, oh, I'm letting that go, what they're really saying is, I'm just going to, turn away from it and focus on something else. That's what people are mostly saying. They're saying, "I'm, I'm going to focus on something else, which is in fact not letting anything go. All you're doing is focusing on something else and then later you'll remind yourself about what you're holding on to and you're still fucking holding on to it. And in fact, I want you to get that you as a human being are holding on to a lot And I mean, you are fucking whole, you have a death grip on some shit. And obviously everything that I'm talking about here is the past. So in other words, you're hanging on to items from your past. And I want you to really get like, you are actively hanging on to it. Now, somebody suggested, you know, maybe I changed the wording from let it go to let it be which is okay. I'm more interested in actually, what does it take for somebody to actually let something go, right? To release. And I mean, just release it in such a way that it no longer has any impact on you, like nothing. I can let things be. I can let things just be where they're at. I don't have to interact with them. I can do that too. But they're different. They're a distinct phenomena. They're not the same phenomena. So I did have a number of people on Instagram particularly say, well, they used my favorite phrase, easier said than done. (laughs) Easier said than done than type it in the Instagram. So even easier said than done is easier said than done. Just to kind of cut through that. Everything's easier said than done. Going for a fucking poop is easier said than done. There's not many things in this universe that are easier to do than say. There are things, but there's not many of them. Almost fucking everything is easier said than done. So in other words, stop saying that stupid fucking phrase. Stop saying it. It's pointless, mundane, and of absolutely no service to you in your life. Everything that you want to do in your life will be easier to say than do. Everything. So stop saying that phrase. Anyway, let's get back to letting go. How does one like go? Well, firstly, I want you to really see that as a human being, your first instinct is to be negative. That's your first instinct. Human beings have a negative bias. Part of the way you know that is the degree to which people want to be positive. It's a counterweight to the negativity. So, human beings tend to take a critical eye, or as I like to call it, a cynical eye, like too good to be true and shit. So, human beings are, by and large, across the board, we do have that kind of cynicism, that kind of like, yeah, right, kind of thing, you know. So, we have a bunch of that. And by the way, even if you were ever wronged and somebody says sorry, you don't quite believe them. Or you think they're just saying it. But there's tons of elements in your life that you're very cynical about. So we do have that negativity bias, as they would call it in psychology, which I'm not a fucking psychologist, but there you go. We tend to be negative in certain situations with certain people, certain circumstances. And when I talk about letting it go that really is like where the struggle is happening between your negative bias or your cynicism and something else. But one of the things that I think we don't realize, like a lot of times when you talk about letting something go, people tend to look way back into their past. Then to look like, you know, oh yeah, that shit that happened back then, I've got to let that go. No, I'm actually talking about stuff that happened three minutes ago when you walked into 7-Eleven and somebody cut in front of you in the line. Can you let that go? Or, you know, that thing your brother said last Thursday. Or that thing, yeah, that did happen when you were eight or 12 or three or... Can you let that go? Now, unfortunately, especially when you look Deep into the past, people often struggle with that. But many of you right now are dealing with some either spoken or unspoken upset at somebody else in your life. You haven't even said anything about it, but you will not let that fucking thing go. Like you are turning that thing over in your mind over and over and over and over and over. And you even feel your fucking blood pressure changing. And you are like running with that thing even if it's in the confines of your mind, although you might have talked to some other people about it. And when you talk to other people about the stuff that you're hanging on to, what you're really looking for is for them to, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, you're right. No, no, that is terrible. Yeah, that is bad. And so you'll seek solace in those people. What you're not really dealing with is And this is why it's hard to let that shit go because whatever you're hanging on to, by the way, in some way, you're getting juiced out of it. And that includes the shit from your past. And I mean deep into your past. I don't mean like Saturday morning. I'm including Saturday morning, but I mean all the way back to your childhood. You're getting juiced out of it. So in other words, whether you realize or not, you're getting off on it. You are getting off on it. You're getting a little existential charge out of what you're hanging on to. Now, that charge might not be that you're fucking bouncing around with joy, but it will be confirming certain things for you. Beliefs, truths, opinions, judgments you'll be getting left in that emotional state of righteousness that you're right. So the big step in letting anything go is by really confronting. And I mean confronting, I mean staring yourself down, which is challenging because a lot of times what you're hanging on to is stuff that involved other people. When your past is justifying your present, you're living life the wrong way around. I'm going to say that again. For those of you at the back, you need to fucking turn this up. When your past is justifying your present, you're living your life the wrong way round. The only thing that should be influencing the present with you is the future. And if there's elements of your past, that you are, get this, that you are hanging on to, then that's only to justify the present you have, to perpetuate the you that you've become. So letting go of anything is a confrontational process where you're no longer the victim, but you actually start to deal with yourself as the person who's hanging on to it. Not like I can't let it go, but thus far I've been unwilling to. And if you look at thus far I've been unwilling to, you might get a little closer to why you're hanging on to it. What is it about you or your current situation that that thing you're hanging on to readily explains? So what is it about you and your current situation that that thing you're hanging on to readily explains? So you really have to deal with yourself first when it comes to letting something go. You confront you, then you confront the damage you're doing, both to yourself in terms of your experience yourself and the quality of your life, and the damage this is doing to others, including, by the way, maybe even the person who you feel as if that you don't want to let this go over, but also the people in your life who watch you, who are around you, who have to share life with you as you indulge whatever it is you're failing to let go of. See, whether you think they notice or not, they get to live with the impact of what you're holding on to. The people in your life live with the impact of what you're holding on to. They have to live with that. Maybe your partner, your parents, your workmates, your friends, your children, if you have any. Even your fucking cat has to live with what you're hanging on to. And that tight little fucking grip that you've got on it and that you won't let go of. So when people say, I can't let go. Oh, yeah, you can fucking let go and you will let go in a heartbeat the minute you get present to the fucking carnage of your persistence, it's much easier to let go then, like, this is not good for me. It's not good for me. And it's not good for my fucking cat. Then you start to get a sense of, like, what you've been doing with yourself and what you've been doing with your life. And by the way, whatever that thing is, it could be something that you feel as if you were a victim to something that you were wronged. That's right. I get that. And? I'm not diminishing your pain. I'm just pointing to your insistence that you should be hanging on to it. This doesn't diminish your pain when I say everybody's had pain. That's not meant to trivialize yours. The only thing that does is just make you realize that, yeah, it's fucking hard being a human being. It's a lot of shit to deal with when you're a human being. And in that regard, you're not any different. Because, like I said, it can be fucking hard living this life. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to the people you share life with and your pets. You owe it to your future to deal with whatever you need to deal with to let that go. And sometimes. It's as simple as saying, you know what? I'm letting that go. I'm no longer going to use that as a way to explain my behavior or my mood. I'm no longer going to use that as a way to get away with this thing or that thing or that thing or this thing. And when I say get away with that, I mean just like get myself off the hook for life when it comes knocking at my door. Because life is always knocking at your fucking door. There is no respite from that. That is the opportunity. The opportunity of being alive is to meet it head on. That's the fucking opportunity. So letting go is so much fucking easier when you deal with one, that you're the one hanging on. It's not hanging on to you. You're hanging on to it. And then secondly, Confronting what you're doing to yourself and others by hanging on to it. So let that fucking shit go, my friend. Let it go. Uh, Whether it was this morning, last week, last month, last decade, last millennia, it's all the same. It doesn't serve you anymore. And it's not a fit, by the way, for your future self let it go. All right, we're going to go on a break. On this break, you'll be hearing from our sponsors, of course. But at the same time, if you want to participate in a future episode of Unfuck Nation, 646-450-3203. 646-450-3203 is the hotline where you can leave me your question, your conundrum, or your suggestion for the show. You can reach out to me, connect at Gary John Bishop, email me and let me hear from you, or go to unfucknation.com where there's a form and you can fill that thing out. Of course, I say this every fucking week and I'm gonna say it every week. Please write, review, and subscribe to the show. All right, we'll be back in a minute. right all right all right welcome back that was quick anyway this is a part of the show you guys know this where I take questions from the nation look I want you guys to know like man I know you guys are dealing with a lot of shit out there and I'm not kidding there are times like when I open my inbox and I just can't make the kind of detailed difference that my heart wants to make with you guys, but I can't. And who knows, maybe one of these days, once we're kind of through the COVID shit, maybe I could get out there and do a couple of live events for the nation. I don't know, maybe pick a fucking location and get out there and maybe spend a day or two with you guys, which would be brilliant. You know, maybe just hold up in some fucking hotel conference room and just start churning our way through people's lives and get shit sorted and straightened out and so on. But I got this question that I read the question that stuck in my mind. And then I set the question aside and I actually wanted to deal with it on last week's show. But I got a different question that I wanted to get to for that show. So we dealt with that one. Anyway, this question this week, it's going to straighten a lot of things out for people. So the question this week is from Maria. And Maria says, hi, Gary. First of all, thank you for writing your books. They're amazing and helped me in a time where I needed some guidance in unfucking myself. I got married in September of last year to my amazing husband. I have adult kids, as he does as well. My question is around his 20-year-old. The way his ex and he raised their kids was much different than my ex and I raised mine, okay? Okay. I feel like I'm not being my authentic self with his 20-year-old. This child is not motivated to do anything. My brain wants to tell her to get off her ass and get a job or go to school, which is what I said was needed if she moves in with us. This is what I would say to my kids and what I expected of my kids. But he and his ex baby her. I feel like being not authentic is fucking frustrating to me and doesn't help her. How do I support her? and stay true to my authentic self. I want her to succeed, but no, it is up to her to get off her ass. All right. Do you guys get that? You got to get the whole picture there, right, that Maria just painted for us. Raise your hand if you've had a similar experience, your situation's different, but you feel as if you're bottling something up and you're not being your quote-unquote authentic self. I want you to consider, Maria, that what you're calling your authentic self is your frustration. That you're frustrated and that you're holding back and that that holding back, you're calling not being your authentic self. I'm going to say that's actually not your authentic self, nor is it not only not your authentic self, but not actually what you're even dealing with. Right? Like, if you were to just take a moment here, see, it seems like, oh, I want to do this for you and I want you and you need to get off your ass. And by me not saying that, I'm not being authentic. I'm calling bullshit on that, Maria. I think you're dealing with something else that if you just told the truth to yourself, you'd have a lot more freedom with it. And I'm just going to tell you what it is because I don't have time to kind of come back and forth with you. But she is some impediment to your happiness. That's what you're authentically dealing with. That she, you've got a concern. I don't know if it's a worry or a fear or a something. That she, the way she is, is a barrier to the life that you want for yourself. Like either her relationship to your husband or the kind of environment that you want to have in your home or blah, 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 blah. But the truth of it is she's in the way. And that's what you need to confront right now. The truth, the actual truth. Like, stop all this other bullshit about her getting her life together and all that fucking bullshit. Don't even. Don't. Don't. It does not deserve or even, you know, fucking discussing that. That's not what's going on with you here. You're upset. I know a lot of people listen right now and be like, well, she fucking should be upset. That doesn't fucking matter. Your justifications for being upset don't even matter. What matters here is that you are upset but you're not in tune with why you've made it all about her rather than like yeah but how come i'm having this reaction like what is it about this situation that really has me gripped you all this shit about his kids and your kids in the way the kids that's all bullshit too by the way that's all fucking nonsense for one of a better word that's all the story you've built here to justify your point of view. So I want you to really look, I want you to really see like, what's that? And I'm going to use a word here and I want you to think, Maria, and I really want you to fucking think with me here, okay? If you're being defensive, cut it out. Right? Just cut it out. And if you're somebody who's listening to this right now and you've got a similar situation, you're like, yeah, this is fucking terrible, Gary. What about Maria? Right? Just cut it out. I want you to get, and I'm going to use this word, and I want you to really fucking think, Maria, what's the threat here? What's the threat? What is the threat that she represents to you? Think. Think. It's not about her getting up on her fucking feet, da-da-da-da-da, if you tell the truth. Ultimately, it's about what? Yeah, that she's not a drain on you or a drain on your relationship, or a drain on what you're trying to build, or la, 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 And there might even be a bit there, you know, that she's not a drain on your husband's love for you, or his attention for you, or la, la, like he's more concerned for her than he is for you. There might even be some of that in there. But get to it. Tell yourself the truth about this, your experience of this, how this is going down. Tell yourself the truth about what this represents to you. And again, not all that shit about how the parents raised the fucking na na nah, you know. If she was living in another state right now, you wouldn't give a fuck about how she was raised. That's only a concern for you because she represents some threat. A threat. Not a threat to your life, but maybe a threat to your peace of mind. Or your happiness some destabilizing item that's a threat to your stability. I want you to really look. I also want you to get that that's completely a perspective. You know, you raise your kids the way you raise yours. He raised his the way he raised his. That's the deal. That's what you walked into. There's good things that come out of the way you raise your kids and bad things, and you fucking know it, don't even. There's good things about the way he raised his and bad things. That is to say, things that worked favorably and things that worked not so favorably. That's right. That's how it plays out. Nobody does the perfect job. kid. You do the job that you do. You get what you get, and that's how it goes. I still insist most parents are just doing their fucking best. Even in most fucked up situations, given their past and given their life, you're getting just about as good as they can give it. And that includes like, parents that were dealing with mental health issues you're getting as good as they can give you. You might not have liked that. It might have been fucking really crummy, but that's the deal. So, Maria, you got to identify the threat. And you got to realize, by the way, the threat's only a threat because you're making it a threat. Now, that's all of that, right? And I want you to get, like, you're coming at this from a place of threat. You're not coming at this from a place of, like, How do I make a difference with this person? Now, there would be nothing wrong for you to say to your partner, look, I love you. I love you with all my heart. And there's a time limit on this situation. I'm not, you know, I don't want your adult daughter living with us until she's fucking 36. There's got to be a time limit on it. There's nothing wrong with you doing that. You don't have to be an asshole about it. And I know you know that. I know you know that. You can be great about that and say, I'm willing to have her share her home for X number of time. I'm willing for us to do what we can do to ensure that she's pointing ourselves in the right direction and getting off on the right foot and doing the right things. This sounds kind of like this is his youngest, which you're a mom, Maria, you know what that's like. For some reason, that's just the way we are with our youngest, right? You really got to interrupt the notion that this person, his daughter, is in any way a threat to you, your life, the quality of your life like that. She's not a threat, okay? And if you relate to her like a threat and you keep relating to the situation like a threat, that thing you're calling, like I'm shoving down my authenticity. No, you're shoving down your opinion about this perceived threat. That's what you're doing. Shoving down your opinion about this perceived threat. She's not a threat to you. You're a fucking force of nature. you got a big heart. How do I know that? She's already in your house. But I get like part of what you're struggling with is this experience that of cannot kind of maybe ultimately being taken advantage of, which is a throwback to your own childhood. So I'm inviting you to take something else on. You can have a shelf life on this situation that it's not going to go on forever. But as long as it is in place, that you'll give yourself fully to it. And when I say fully to it, I really just mean get behind your husband and what he's out to accomplish. Get behind your stepdaughter and what she's out to accomplish. Be a force for good, not a force for criticism or critique, which really ties in with the first part of this show. And let go of that this is supposed to be any different. This is exactly how this is supposed to be right now. This phase in your life and your husband's life and your stepdaughter's life. It's how this is supposed to be right now. It's temporary. It's a phase. But come at this from a place of being someone who makes a difference rather than someone who doesn't like how this is going, hasn't really seen it as a threat to their own sense of self or sense of relatedness or security or whatever little vision you had in your mind about how this was going to look. And let go of the need to indulge your most base self which is voicing your complaints and your upsets without ever really getting to the heart of, like, you know, people get upset in life, but it's not for nothing. But when you dig into it, you start to see, like, shit, yeah, I am relating to this person like she's a threat. And if I look at it like, a threat to what though? And then I start to question, is she really a threat at all? No, she's not. She's not a threat. She's not a threat to my love for my husband or his love for me. She's not a threat to my peace of mind. She's not a threat to, you know, my future. She's not. She's doing what she does. And you would like her to live her life in another way. I get that. But we all know how well that works out. As a lot of parents could tell you, some of you actually rebelled against your own fucking parents because you felt as if that's what they were doing. Some of you even looking back on that, think you should have fucking listened to him. But, you know, she has to find her own way. That's for sure. And it's completely appropriate for you to say to your husband, this has a shelf life and we got to work out when that's best, when it works best for for you as a couple. And it works best for her too, right? Because that is her dad, but a way that works and a way that you guys can support facilitating that and making that happen in a way that works for everybody involved. But you gotta give up. Give up, give up, give up the idea that this is in any way a threat to you. It's not a threat. She's not a threat. Okay, this is okay. You're big enough. You got this. All right, you guys, that's gonna do it for this week's show. If you want to be part of a future show, if you have a suggestion for a future show, 646-450-3203, leave me a voicemail, email me, connect at garyjumpbishop.com or go to the website unfuck nation.com and get in contact with me there. Obviously, you guys, if you haven't checked out the Unfuck store, you got to fucking check it out. You got to check this thing out. There's t-shirts in there. There's a number of t-shirts, actually different designs. There's our very cool hoodie, which is flying off the shelves. And we're still putting together new designs for new t-shirts and other little knickknacks that you can go in there and wave the flag for the nation and your place of work or your family or it's a great gift to give people notwithstanding the greatest gift of all which is actually to tell them about unfuck nation the podcast where we are taking on unfucking the nation one problem at a time all right you guys that's it for this week's episode thanks for listening thanks for being a member of the nation and i'll see you on the flip side